0: The New York Artist Collective podcast, This Next One's About.
1: Hello and welcome to the New York Artist Collective, This Next One's About. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching the show. My name is Stephanie Mans. I am the New York Artist Collective producer and co-host. Uh, co-host this evening and co-producer most of the time um so if you have just joined us for this uh special edition of the podcast this next one's about you're in for a treat i can tell you that so we have some amazing artists uh that we'll be bringing you tonight that are uh, black artists and artists of color both from within our new york artist collective uh, alumni community and beyond so my co-host this evening is um a very dear friend of mine her name is Mishti she is a wonderful artist in her own right uh, and a lovely human being so Mishti i shall uh, invite you in
2: hello 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 my i dear. feel like that's a lot of pressure like no one's ever called me a wonderful human being but now do you like that i'm using my evil voice yes <laughs> i'm super psyched this is awesome I, you know <laughs> i love that you have this whole uh, this project and um and you've featured incredible artists throughout how long have you been is it 2 years how long the Arts York, Collective itself? Yeah, yeah. Three. Wow. It's awesome. Would you awesome. believe it's
1: been three years? Yeah.
2: Well, you've turned me on to so many artists that I would have never heard of. And like, That's I great. just, I love what you do and it's very cool. And I'm really excited to be part of it.
1: Thank you. And thank you for agreeing to do it. So if you are watching and you're tuning in, so today's show is, uh, it's called Share the Mic and we're, I wanted, we, sorry, excuse me. We at the New York Artist Collective, uh, New York Artists Collective wanted to take the opportunity, um. To elevate Black voices and, and people of color uh, in terms of artists within our community, it's what's happening right now is long overdue you know, and Mishi, you and I were talking about this. So from a, a, bro- a sort of broader perspective in terms of the programming that Andrew and I have been talking, we're like, you know, we want to have a much more diverse lineup. And this was something we had actually sort of planned pre-COVID. We were looking to sort of make sure that every single show that we had going forward was diverse. I hate to use that word, was diverse in at least one artist. And, you know, continuing with the podcast that, you know, because the podcast is weekly or it was bi-weekly until recently when We've just decided to bring it back weekly where we have, you know, a much broader selection of artists to bring to an audience as well. You know, and I have to thank you really, because I, I know you and Aki very well. So I, I wanted to bring in New York Artists Collect alums to the show. But I reached out to you and I said, look, who do you think we should bring on? And you were amazing in saying, let's let's bring in coffee and let's be Stedwell. So thank you for um stepping up. And remember ages ago we you know when we did the show, we had such a good chat. And you said to me, you know, Steph, if there's any any time you need me to host, I would love to do it. And I'm I'm really glad that we're getting to do this now.
2: All right. So I shouldn't say I shouldn't say things to you because you're gonna hold me to them. Is that what we're saying? No, I'm excited. I like I I think this roster of artists are amazing and uh, they're all really different, which is kind of cool. And Mm -hmm. as you will find out, um, they're all coming from very different points of view. um, And uh, and I think it's going to be really, really neat. So thank you for creating the space. Um, I know you had said, like, it's such a weird thing to say, hey, you know, I was thinking about it all along to have a more diverse group of uh, of artists and uh, and then to feel like this is the perfect time for it. You know, and we are all I, I actually think it's great because we are all thinking about these things. And it's like, hey, what better excuse than the fact that the revolution is happening now? And it's pretty I mean, it's been happening. It's been rumbling for a long time. So I think it's nice to. To actually expose that and see everybody who's on this, uh, who's going to be performing tonight, including you, Steph. Um, You're not performing, but (laughs) (laughs) but you're all. Everybody has been involved in activism for before you know the last like few weeks. So it's just a culmination of all of that. So I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly within the artist community, it definitely feels like that. You know, we like we're artists. We're kind of you know we're very liberal people. You know. There is allyship within the community, but there's still a lot of learning to do in terms of, you know, learning to share the stage.
2: I want often. to learn less, maybe. Right. Can Is it close? Is your camera good enough to see the roll of the eyes? All right. uh,
1: <laughs> yes, I believe so.
2: <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, there's a lot that we can, like, learn from each other and, like, it's platforms like these that allow mm. us to share that.
1: But, I mean, we're, you know, an artist community of ourselves, you know, in ourselves. Yeah. So... It's, I, I I love, you know, we have a Facebook group that we connect over and we share things and we support each other within the group. So if anyone does want to join, um, please do. I can certainly find uh, a link for you to check that out. Um, but so, Mishti, in terms of the, the revolution, as it's sort of been happening, what, what are your, you know, you are a woman of colour. And it's funny because you sort of, how, how do you identify that way? Do you think of yourself?
2: <laughs> I feel guilty. Because this I is what we spoke about earlier and you were like... <laughs> I know I was like, what? I'm a woman of color. That's awesome. Well, no, I mean, not to like, you know, I, I I'm a big, you know, proponent of, uh, intersectionality. Mm-hmm. I was really worried I was going to say something else. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and that means that a lot of things matter basically. Like you can't just look at one, um, axis. Um, and so for me, yes, I've certainly had experiences as. Uh, as a brown person, um, that are unique to other people. Um, but I also grew up relatively privileged. Um, so, you know, I think that means that, uh, like I've certainly, I mean, this is a conversation I've had with many people where I'm like, you're a white woman and I know that you're, you know, uh, feeling like, I'm a person of color. So therefore I have a certain perspective and that's true. And I'm like, but you come from this socioeconomic background and I can't even touch what you've been through. And I think those are the important things to have a conversation about. So I don't mean to shy away from the fact that I'm a person of color. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but I've certainly been lucky in terms of what my experience is. Um, Mm -hmm. and I try to avoid the sun. So I guess, you know, (laughs) there's that. No, I'm kidding.
1: um, but I think, you know, one thing that you did say to me was that you grew up abroad.
2: Yeah. That so actually in
1: terms of in, absolutely in terms of privilege and everything. So tell me about that.
2: Well, uh, you know what? In all honesty, I think um, that's part of what's colored my <laughs> no pun intended um, view of all of this, which is. Yeah, I did. I went to um, some international schools around the world and my, my dad was in a was an investment banker he isn't anymore. I always like have to be careful about when I say my mom or my dad was because it sounds like they're they've passed away but they haven't yet. So um so that really like um changed my perspective because I I met everybody you can imagine. I had a call in my company recently and they said, "Hey, it's funny we're I work in uh, clinical research and they said, "We we're going to have a clinical site open up in Georgia, but not Georgia, like Georgia. <laughs> The country? Yeah. And it was funny because I thought, oh, and everybody was like, oh, Georgia, that's amazing. Um, and I was like, oh, I remember there was this guy I knew at when I went to the, the embassy school in New Delhi who was from Georgia. I mean, you know, this is so it's it's a weird thing because everybody was from somewhere. Everybody was super, super uh, diverse, uh, specifically even the Americans. Like, they, like, I think that in a way they were more diverse because they had traveled the world. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, when did you yeah. move to the US?
2: I actually um, ended up here twice. So we moved here um, when I was seven from uh, Hong Kong, and then I pretty much grew up here. And then when I was in middle school, we moved to New Delhi for two years, which was completely traumatic because, you know, middle school is like, I discovered the radio like z100 I was very upset to leave z100 um, I was like do they have international radio like that was and Casey Kasem's top 40 like that was devastating um, and I'm, because you know they did they don't they don't have that in India so uh, so we moved there for two years and it ended up being an incredible uh, experience as I said because I met all these people but but then I moved back to the US uh, when I was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. which was bizarre because I was going to say, I'm sure this is how, I'm assuming this is how you grew up, but like most places you grow up with people who've lived there, uh, since at least elementary school. Mm -hmm. So it was really bizarre to come back to a place. Like I wasn't a new student. I was coming back. And Mm -hmm. so it was a little bizarre, but.
1: And just, you know, in terms of where you had been at school and stuff, like, you know, these were international schools. So there were a lot of people that were from different backgrounds.
2: Yeah. 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 It was fascinating. Yeah.
1: No, tell me about it. So it was pretty diverse in itself that way.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I really, actually, I was really lucky to be honest because for whatever reason, the, the, when, when I went, uh, the school that I went to when I was in middle school in New Delhi, um, it kind of blew my mind that people were popular based on whether they were nice You know, and I remember this one one girl was a new student and she was like the typical uh, like basically what we would all say is like the typical popular girl. She was beautiful. She was charismatic, but she was like kind of an asshole. And very quickly it didn't work. And people didn't like her and she didn't have friends. And then she figured it out and was nice. And then she had a lot of friends. Like, I know that sounds so obvious, but the values were different. And I think because, you know, the teachers and the students Mm -hmm. are all dealing with different things. Look, I don't know why it is. (laughs) Like, I'm certainly, I'm definitely not making a judgment about any uh, school system. But I I remember feeling very lucky about that. So it was interesting. It's like, oh, that's great. Being nice and smart is a good thing and, right?
1: yeah, I, I, I hate to tell you, I kind of feel like that's an unusual situation. I was, yeah. you know, was at a couple of international schools growing up and that wasn't like, and it, you know, I was, it was great. I was the minority in, in, that in these situations.
2: You were me. not nice or smart. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just <laughs> no <I'm just>
1: <laughs> I meant I was like one of a few white kids, okay. which was, you know, really interesting considering, you know, what most people's experience in the U S and Europe is like. Um, but just think, well, what was that experience? About, I'm curious. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything else now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I mean, sometimes it was, you know, like they were all speaking Arabic, or they were speaking Iranian or whatever. Um, that's not the actual language. I'm slightly forgetting. That's okay. Though. No, right. thank you um but you know there i were speak one language being spoken a yeah. lot that were you know foreign to me and it was fine and there were different cultures and there was ramadan that went on and you know and I, we were all respectful of each other's cultures and religions um so yeah i didn't know anything different
2: so is it as bizarre as racism is if you really step back from it oh is no it my even, point was sorry well it's even still, more bizarre kids no, were still ahead.
1: mean kids were still mean ah, that's what i was going with that what were they mean, mean about because you were an asshole I guess or like there was still a popularity <laughs> contest sure but anyway this is not about me um so oh. why don't we introduce uh one of our artist city thing so how do you know coffee before okay so
2: I, I bring in coffee I wasn't you know I I coffee first brand. thought that like coffee and bee are both people I know from the Toshi Regan big lovely family mm. and like immediately I wanted to bring that family in because it is Absolutely, a family. Um, but I actually know coffee from uh, uh, Michigan uh, Women's Festival, which Steph we both talked about, and um, and I think that's actually where we met. And yeah, I think great.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, you guys enjoy. <laughs>
2: Hey. Yo. Hey, hey, hey. I am so excited that you're doing this show. Um, like I, I am a big fan of yours. Um, so I'm gonna talk about you for two seconds and hopefully I'll get it right. <laughs> It's all good, Kofi Brown. No, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) so okay. So, you're like you're like an Oakland person. Like, I feel like there might be a a dollar bill. When I I just feel Uh, like, yeah, you're you're (laughs) well, (laughs)
3: okay. Well, via Washington, DC. So, so yeah, are you 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 from in in DC? I, yeah, I'm from Washington, D.C., Northeast Washington. That's where I'm from.
2: All right, um, cool.
3: But I got to, I, I drove across the country um, to, to Oakland, San Francisco in uh, 1990. I'm just, I'm just saying it. I'm an OG, right? <laughs> and so it's been like 30 years, and Oakland is my home. And so you're right in a sense, right? I represent Oakland. Um, we travel around the world, and this is my base for sure. But I always, you know, go. But I'm a D.C. girl, and um, even like with the new record, I actually I finally did a go-go song, and it's called "Slippy Dippy," and that's to my. You know, harken back, harkens back to my go-go roots. Yeah.
2: You know, we were think Alex and I were jamming to it earlier, and she was doing some like thigh drums. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, we both right thought on. that because that go-go sound is like strong. It's really yeah. strong. Absolutely. Okay. That's so it. hold on. Now, did you? Did okay? Why did you move to Oakland? It sounds like you moved for oh. love, but maybe you didn't. Maybe no, you moved that's for hate.
3: Exactly. No. <laughs> Because I'm such a hater. (laughs) But but, I mean, no, for straight up, I I moved for love. You know, I moved to get out of my hometown. Um, I wasn't out. And so me and my girlfriend drove across country as best friends, you know. And uh, yeah, that's a whole nother chapter. But uh, yeah, and and to do music, you know. So I, I started playing music super young you know the family band like the jackson Five. Oh, you know,
2: so they you know. were they were supportive they were like they were into oh. it they didn't think you were gonna you're wasting your life and you should be an accountant like they were
3: right nah okay. nah nah um so it was just my mom she's a single single parent um uh, my dad died when i was really young about three and a half years old and um my mom was very encouraging um she was like go She said, you could." so I went to Howard and um, this is where I met my first girlfriend and we were in school and, and um, I was like, this is cool, but I I need to go. I need to do my thing, you know? And my mom loved music and her and her sisters used to sing on the radio in North Carolina. So she was kind of like, you can always go to school. Um, You're lucky and fortunate because it's on my dime, but you know, (laughs) leave, explore the world, do your thing. And if you want to go back, you can always go back. So In that regard, I was super lucky.
2: Um, That's scary, though. That's a big, I mean, that's if you're like, especially if you're close to the person who's raising you to leave the nest. I mean, obviously, she instilled, you know, that confidence in you to go ahead and like conquer the world, which you have. Um, But um, but that's that's really scary, though. And then I mean, obviously, you've made a home in Oakland, but that must have been very scary.
3: (laughs) It was. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I was twenty-two. I had four hundred dollars. That's it, you know. And yeah, we were we were broke, but we we believed. We had you know hope. When you're fucking twenty, I'm sorry. When you're twenty-two, you can um you can you can rule the world. You can nothing can stop you. And so I was afraid, but I didn't let that stop me. And it was like, yeah, we're gonna just you know take it by storm, right? right? And then of course, you know, you get to the West Coast. It was a the world going on here. I mean, it, it's such a cultural difference. Uh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's a I little heard different. Some of your thing, the international schools and how, you know, I felt like Oakland was a whole different, um, it was kind of a different country. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and when you grow up from the East Coast and then you get to the West Coast, the thing I love about Oakland and San Francisco, it's like it's spread out. It's the West. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you, you you feel that. You feel like this big expansion here. But then you also realize that people are sort of in a bubble and it was their own. I mean, you had like Too Short was being Harold and, and DIY. You know, Larry Graham's from here. Um, Frankie Beverly and May. So you have this array of talent and right. it was it was interesting it was yeah it was so there was an
2: adjustment talent. period for a second
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah <for laughs> like sure.
2: you're talking at a certain rate and no one else is talking at that rate
3: <laughs> yes yes oh my god you are you're like is
2: that okay ooh, to say well well
3: it, I'm not it's not a negative. It's not a negative <laughs> no, it's not. Positive. It's not negative. You're it's, right. a it's, it's a different. It's a different vibe, a different flow. Right. Right. I did uh-huh. say, you know, me and my partner at the time, we were like, oh, we're just going to roll over these fools because if I see just <laughs> Then you learn right. just because they mosey in don't mean that they don't know what's up. Right. And yeah. they're like, yeah, you're from the East Coast and you you expending too much energy. You 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 know you're doing too much. They like it's <laughs> right. warm out here. Right, just take right. your time. Right, and that flow, you know. So I've always kept my East Coast sensibilities. Yeah. But I've I've learned to kind of like, hey, be a little bit mellower, a be, a little bit easier. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm um, see I'm suspicious of nice weather all the time. Like it just seems it just I think that's I don't the
3: know East Coast girl in <laughs> you then because you I was for the first five years and now. Please. It's what? It's like 82 degrees out here. I mean, it's summertime now, but this could be February.
2: Yeah, but that's like, why no. God invented climate change and by God, I mean us. And we're <laughs> having the best winter oh, ever. Yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, sure. We're going to die in 10-15 years like the extinction situation and but it's what isn't this? And we don't you, you we both we all don't have kids, so we're good.
3: That's exactly right. So just like driving it to the ground, right? Just that's
4: what's
2: happening. So, um, so meanwhile, like, so Child of Providence is your 10th album. Like. I know. That's crazy. So what's different than the other ones? Talk where, you know, tell me about it.
3: Yeah. Let me tell you about it. So Child of Providence, look, look, boom, here it is. Um, this is probably the most personal record for me and, um, and, and Providence, so Providence Powers, this is a, um, a really an ode to my great-great-grandfather. His name was Providence Powers. What a name, right? Are you kidding me? That was his name, Providence Powers. And he was born in like the 1850s, so he's got legendary status in my family, right? Wow. He lived through slavery um, to become a free man. He actually owned land in North Carolina, And, you know, it dawned on me once, I was just journaling and and I was like writing, you know how when you write, you kind of uncover things about yourself. And um, I was just writing that, you know, people, you know, I'm a dream come true, whatever. I was just kind of, and then I kind of stopped because it did feel like that perhaps for Providence Powers, you know, I'm his great, great granddaughter and I'm feeling, I was feeling really grateful and free right? I was feeling really free. Like I can do any, anything, I'm energy. I'm just, I'm out here living my best life and I'm probably his wildest dream come true. Right. And it just like oof, oof, hit me, you know? And so this record is dedicated to him and a lot of um, the messaging, you know, is, is conscious mes- messaging, but it's also really harkening back and kind of trying to see the world through his eyes Mm. and with that perspective. And um, so like the song Watch Night, you know, watch night, hold tight, midnight congregation. That's the watch night was Black folks in church waiting for the word for the Emancipation Proclamation to be signed. And they still adhere to the watch night um, in the South, Southern congregations on New Year's Eve. It's a thing. It's called the watch night. And so I was just kind of picturing my dad, my my great-great-grandfather at about maybe 13, because if he was born in like 1850, 1863 was emancipation. You know, he was in the East because here, 1865, Juneteenth is coming up on, you know, two years. That's another thing about the West Coast that's wild. I'm I'm getting in a lot, but I'm just getting like, you know, trying to see what it must have felt like for... 12, 13-year-old boy to know that I'm on the precipice of being free. What is that? You know? Yeah. And then, like, so the voila, the song I'm gonna do is um just kind of it's a really kind of a story of me, you know, like being closeted, observing where we are in history and how we are just kind of one of the lines is strolling through, you know, burning up our paradise, you know, the earth, and just kind of mindless, but then also realizing who I am as a black woman and being able to sort of, I feel transformed over the last few years by having time to really just kind of get to know more people in my family and myself and just coming to the, to certain realizations. And I just, I feel like I owe it to my ancestors, right. That they pushed through and like now where we are, right. The revolution is happening. This is an uprising. And I, Some days it's good for me. Some days are terrible. But I'm like, you know, if you were an enslaved person and you were pushing through, how must that have felt? So we got stuff going on for
2: sure. Yeah. I I just read about. So I don't I don't mean to cut you off. Don't forget what you were going to say. I just read about like uh, all about Ruby Bridges as a bridge like, you know, being you know this. I mean, that picture that's just so. I, I, you know, like just being, can you? what you said made me think about it. Can you imagine, can you put yourself and that's what? the question, like actually everything after that is the question I keep asking because like all these things that come up, it's like, wait, 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 stop. Can you imagine being this person, you mm-hmm. having this happen to you and what it, and, and and, yeah, and that and that that story is, like, like what you just said is, like, how, this young, I mean, her, sto- so her story is incredible because, you know, you, as you, you probably know, like, her dad did not want her to go to school. Her mom was like, no, we're doing this. Which already I thought was an interesting part because this is <laughs> a minute ago and the women maybe didn't have as much of a say. And uh, just being this young girl walking into school with marshals and then spending i think it was like a few days where it was only one teacher what is that like that moment having one teacher who you know is brave enough to actually teach this young girl which also is ridiculous when we think about it now like like how brave do you have to be to teach a young black girl i guess it's horrifying but in fairness that's true and i i respect that like i'm i'm definitely not being snarky about it but 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 i actually think those those few days. I think the first day she spent all in, I think the principal's office because nothing, I forget, like there was so much hoopla, but just the idea of like, think of going to school and spending 24, 48, whatever it is with one person. And you know, it's because people just don't want to teach you. What are we talking about? So anyway, sorry to get, I like,
3: But it's real. Right? Yeah. right. And so we look at these stories. We look at yeah. um, what people have gone through. Yeah. And that's the question. Like, can we put ourselves in those shoes? Can we empathize enough to make change? Yeah. And hopefully, you know, the young people today, they ain't playing. And, um, you
2: know. And I'm maybe. scared of them. No,
3: <laughs> I think we all should be.
2: Uh, yeah. In a good way. Oh, I mean, and, in a good way. That's right. All right. Well, no, I, I know. Go, go for it. Let's let's hear, let's hear some music.
3: <laughs> all right all right so yeah this is uh i'm just on, you can hear that right oh yeah We're good okay so this is uh called voila off a of child of providence and let yes. me just make sure to go slow so you can hear the Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. dare I had to leave, I had to love to be more free, to feel the light. So I set off into the unknown to explore myself. I howl with the wind, I roll with the tides, I believe it all, I doubt it all, I learn from Mother Earth, I dance with the sun, come heaven or hell, I'm just energy, from mom and pop, this seed, voila, here is me.
2: Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. I love poisoning our paradise. I love that line so much. Like it really I mean, like all the lyrics here are sticking out, but that's just like it just says a lot. Uh, one thing I have to say is one of the things I love about your record, by the way, is that you are a fan of the epic outro. <laughs> right? You love that epic. Act. Oh and it's cool God. because you're incredibly, I mean, like you're so joyful and you, uh, like are just one of the best performers I've ever seen. A lot of people are great musicians and you do. I, I, you know, that's like, okay, great. She plays piano too. Great. Um, I didn't know that. Well, as
3: you could hear, I was all like, you know, <laughs> usually Julie Wolf is playing the piano. You
2: know? <laughs> no, it's amazing. So you're just this, you, you understand, you just understand the dynamics of performing. It's so awesome. And then I put on this record and it's really beautiful and it's so well done. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is happening live. And you know, you get a, you get a sense of like, pfft. so it's, it's amazing.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a live record, you know, like the average time is five minutes and, you know, it's with my band. So I normally don't do this. And yeah, really, it's all about the performance, you know, and uh, it's funny, Mitchie, because I don't like doing a lot of these online performances because I don't think it's representative. But every now and then, like one or two songs to me that that works out, I can give just like an inkling of what it's about and you know, this is a, a song that I enjoy performing. I call it my Broadway. This is one of my Broadway tunes. You know? <laughs> I love but it. The real jam is with the band and, and with that energy. And then you get the crowd going. And, um, you know, that's the real love.
2: I was going to ask awesome. if Steph has probably like stopped asking questions, but I was going to ask, you must be are, I was going to say, like, you must be missing performing with people. But I know that you've been doing some social distancing jams with uh, Skip the Needle. So. Yeah,
3: so I'm just going to uh, give a minute to promote Skip Good. the Needle. That's my other band um, and my my dear friends, and, you know, we're having a great time. And, yeah, we're playing in my backyard, actually. We got little stations. And um, so we're going to release a video, and we're going to do some live streaming awesome. because we can actually have space and perform. So I miss it, but we're getting into it now. It's like, you know, a, a new paradigm, and we're learning how to work within this whole COVID thing. And,
2: uh, right, All right, you have space in Oakland. I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying, the West Coast, you know, (laughs) it's
3: it's 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 love. It's all love, but it's nice. It's nice to have space. I know we got. got, This is my
1: time, so I know we. I know. Well, thank you. No, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you for
1: inviting me. All right. Uh, So awesome, coffee. That was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, and I really hope you'd uh, like come back and do a full show, and we can talk more.
2: No, no, she's going to be on my show. Can I Sorry, say something okay. really quickly? I'm going to be yeah. an asshole. Hold on. I have to say this, though. This is so funny. I have to say this. So we have like Alex, Alex Nolan and I have our own show and we call it a variety show. And the funny thing is we have your two of your bandmates on the show next Monday, uh, Katie Cash and Shelly Dody. Yes. And the funny thing is, I didn't know this was going to happen. So, of course, like I was like, oh, well, coffee has this new album. I want to ask her on. So the funny thing is, I've, you know, so basically I have all of Skip the Needle, Except for Vicky Randall, which I think is hilarious, and that's all I wanted to say. So I feel like,
3: <laughs> yep. I'm just going to laugh at that because I think that's hilarious too. And I Thank didn't you. know about it, but all right.
2: So there you go. <laughs> so so now we're going gonna... right <laughs> to. Yeah. So,
3: like, Missy's undercover. She's all. <laughs> all right. I had to say
2: right, that. Y'all. Thank you so much, Coffee. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thanks, wow, that was awesome. Oh. She's incredible. Like, seeing her play live.
1: And that was such a beautiful story about that album and her Uh, great-grandfather.
2: That name? You can't make that name up.
1: Providence Powers. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, incredible.
1: That's fantastic. So, Mishti, who do we have next?
2: Well, uh, we have um, Aki Burmese, and I just don't think that he can top... that story at all like I feel really bad that he has to now come on and I mean he I think he can make something up pretty quickly but we'll see we'll see see. I know he has some activist parents but I don't think he has like a great 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 grandfather with like a cool ass name like that but we'll find out
1: let's ask him (laughs) Aki I can't hear you buddy
5: I was muted to be respectful.
1: There you go. There you go.
5: I didn't know that I was in charge of the muting, but now I I do. Yeah. I definitely don't have a story to top coffee, so um, (laughs) I can tell you guys about, uh, you know, stuff.
2: I feel like there's so much that's probably going through your brain that you actually. I think when you said that, they're like, there are about 17 things that I could tell you about. And uh...
5: they were all boring. Yeah. (laughs) That was a problem.
2: I don't think so. Whenever anything like interesting, if there's anything interesting that I learn about, I do think about you. Is that weird?
5: That's the kindest thing literally (laughs) you've ever said to me.
2: You mean, because usually I'm like, oh, you know, I don't like yeah. your music. No, that's, I'm just no, kidding.
5: I mean, listen, that's fair. I barely right. like it. You two so. have fun. <laughs> oh,
2: so, okay. Oh, okay. Love you.
5: Bye-bye
2: <laughs> Okay, well, oh, I mean. Oh, oh I no, ditched no. the wrong no, person. Was I'm trying to ditch I, me. I, I was you okay guys with have that.
5: fun. You want
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Aki. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We are both the alums, which is, like, pretty yeah, cool. That's us. That's, a, you know, just a it up. Uh, you've done some stuff. You've done a lot. So um, were you on tour with Lake Street Dive when this all happened? I didn't say we, that right.
5: No, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, I was.
2: <laughs> I you know, was. some band, some small, were some small time. Were you on dude? tour
5: with some kind of band, some sort of ensemble? <laughs> yeah, I was ensembling. We, well, we were actually, we were, we were working on a record and then this all happened. So we were like quarantined already. And then we got home just before like the real quarantine set in, and people were like, "Do not travel." So, yeah. Where were okay. you?
2: Uh, we were recording. In,
5: get this, Nashville. Oh, fun! Mind blown, right? Who does <laughs> who goes to Nashville to record these days? Ridiculous.
2: You know, I hear that it's horrible for music and restaurants. Yeah. No, so. no
5: musicians live there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, is it a studio that you've recorded in before? Is like, no. is that why that you guys picked it or?
5: No, it was the the producer who was producing the record. It was his studio okay. and it was like on a weird farm that had a convenient pond. okay, yeah, that's right Con- convenient <laughs> uh so yeah, whatever. we were in and out of Nashville, whatever we're cool and then uh we flew home and I resumed my normal nerdy uh existence, which I thought would last for two weeks and has been four months
2: <laughs> well did you did you fly home when it was still like? was it packed? Like what, what was your flying home situation? It Cause it must've normal. been tense. It no, was normal there, yeah. still. People okay. were
5: freaked out about it, but n- nothing had shut down yet. It was like March 3rd or something. Okay. So it was like in the papers, but it was, no one checked my temperature when I got to New York. Oh, okay. They were like, just go home. You loser. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like a week later they were like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't have done any of that. Stay inside. So,
2: so are you writing a lot then in the last few? months yeah. I was gonna say weeks but it isn't weeks it's, it's been, been months, months. that's yeah. right
5: yeah no I'm writing too much I need to stop I have a problem I'm, I'm writing uh every day for no reason
2: yeah and, you're uh, very prolific it's kind of irritating I had to no, stop yeah. following you at some I point I am
5: prolific it's you're prolific true. but
2: but brilliant so it's just like okay oh, no. got I was it I am gonna say the
5: opposite I'm prolific <laughs> but mediocre it's just all <laughs> <laughs> it's all of us quality but there's a ton of it Yeah, no, I'm I'm whatever. I, 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 I need to, there's nothing else to do. I drink coffee and then I write and then I uh, play Dungeons and Dragons and go to bed.
2: Well, I do miss your, you would always, uh, like write something, something eloquent in Mm. the middle of the night when you came back from a gig, um, like your 4am, like this is all that's happened tonight. Or you just would have a moment and Uh, I'm assuming that you still have those moments being home, but is it weird to not be, like, are you bummed to not be gigging? And I know that might sound like a stupid question, but not everybody is bummed,
5: so... Yeah, no, that's a very insightful question of you, because... (laughs) Not uh, everyone's bummed, I'm sorry. You probably know, we've, we're, listen, full disclosure, we've met in real life. Um, I'm a bit of an introvert. I I don't like crowds or people or uh, noise, so most of me is like, oh, you have to spend months at home uh, with books. Great. And then, you know, there's a part of me that's like, oh, you should be performing. And I kind of just suffocate that voice every morning and resume my normal activities.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I, I actually I feel Alex and I feel the same way. So my yeah. girlfriend is a professional musician also. And so actually when I've met Alex. Well, the f- funny thing is the first time. I actually think the first time I saw you play was with Alex at the Apollo cafe with Stephanie McKay. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was Those really were
5: cool. great times. That was one of my favorite bands and favorite Steph McKay is one of my favorite
2: artists. Well, it's band. amazing. Cause it was the yeah. first time I, I'm like a big, you know, I just been kind of in my Westchester hubble yeah. and, uh, and Alex and I just kind of started talking, um, and so I went to that show and I knew she was a musician, but then I remember going to that show and being like, Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. you're a real musician. That's not how like... I
5: felt in that <laughs> band. I was like, Oh, everyone here is legit. I wonder if we're going to realize that I am just a bookish nerd who knows how to play some chords. I told but, them. Yeah. You, well, I that did. explains why my phone hasn't rung ever since.
2: I yeah. well, that I think of you for like everything bookish and nerdy without reading for me without reading a book. Yeah. Um, like I do whenever I'm watching something like the first picture of the black hole. Remember when that happened? Yes. Like, uh, how cool was that? So that I thought amazing. of you. Thank you. Black I feel like I, I, I think am I like figuring out that like I'm in love with you in a,
5: know. do you want to sing about it? <sighs> if this were a musical, you would have broken into song just now. That's what I'm saying.
2: Hey, I don't know what that was. I don't know. Hey. I was thrilled by it. Yes. <sighs> oh, and I'll yeah. loop it.
5: No. Okay. That's it. That's all we need.
2: So, so, so what, okay. So you do so much. Okay. I love, like you have your alien love songs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that was like a minute ago, meaning a minute ago, like, I'm sure you've written a 5,000 other types of being love songs in the last uh-huh. like three months. So well, what's the new thing?
5: Well, honestly... It's all aliens. It's aliens all the way down with me. I'm I'm obsessed with that. No, I'm trying to get away from aliens, but uh, the <laughs> only figured. way I could do it was to write a sequel to the aliens where they have, where the alien, because the alien and the human, they, they have children and then the world continues. So I just turned it into like an epic, like dystopic uh, future fantasy. And okay. I'm still writing songs in that. Like, uh, it's, I don't know why. Uh, there's it's I'm so inspired when I'm writing it I'm like this is amazing Then then 300 years later they sing this song and then uh, whenever I have to tell somebody about it like you I'm like uh yeah, well okay so then 3,000 years later they sing this song <laughs> I feel like it's so ridiculous
2: <laughs> the to, shame alien it's just
5: so much shame for but but I feel I you know what I'm proud of myself for owning uh the awkwardness
2: well I uh I think that's the thing I'm most proud of you for if I can think of other things like I know that you're talented musically but owning mm. owning the awkwardness is Are you okay so are you going to write a musical or are you writing one like I mean
5: I mean every day. Yeah, I would love to write a musical. I would love to write a musical. I want dance numbers, I want big cast productions, I want people singing over each other instead of dialogue. <laughs> I want the whole shebang. I want to do an animated musical, a live musical. I want to do musicals in the sub I love I love musicals. Really? Um, yeah, it's a it's a thing about me.
2: Well, that's I mean, I like you have all the elements. I am a uh, Broadway connoisseur. I'm not, but I'm just trying to. <laughs> I need you to write this. I mean, <laughs> and you have time. Nothing is happening with Broadway for like a minute and right. a half.
5: So our own Broadway now. I could. Yeah, you're right. I could just write a musical.
2: Yeah. Also, um, once you write it, you can stay home. That's the thing. You write it. Uh, you... That's the
5: dream. <laughs> That's the dream. Write it and then like give it to someone else and be like, "Hey, okay, produce this and I'll be at home.
2: And then tell me about it. Yeah, tell I, me if it goes badly. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> or don't. I appreciate that. Like, um, I feel like I feel like not enough people talk about actually having um some anxiety. Quelled from being at home because I know that a lot. I mean, I, I appreciate that a lot of people have a lot of anxiety being at home and being yes. stuck at home. But um, like, I, I have a full time job and I would go into the city once. Yeah. Like, it was one train. So I take the four train from Yonkers down and uh, I, I work at World Trade Center one day a week. And that's it. And I'm still like, I'm still like, I'm so glad I don't have to go in that one day a week. Oh, it's terrifying. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Thing. I, I mean,
5: yes, obviously the, the global pandemic, as everyone calls it, this coronavirus situation <laughs> is um, scary and uh, oppressively. So, and uh, yeah, that's also a concern. Sometimes I look out the window and I think death is out there and that's like a scary thought to have by yourself. But uh, I, mostly, I'm just like, oh, I'll put my slippers on and I'll, I'll, you know, write another song that an alien can sing to another alien, you know.
2: I I uh, wish I was creative like you. I just put Netflix on and uh... yeah,
5: well, I put Netflix on. It just doesn't it just doesn't stop me from writing
2: ridiculous songs. <laughs> well, what um, are you going to so. sing for us?
5: Oh, I was thinking I would change it up and sing an alien love song.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh okay are we ready is that my cue okay this is a song alien sings
0: if summer never came and the stars had faded all to black would you still remain would you share my pain or is that too much to ask? I can make it plain or I can make it strange. But baby, it's the same as me and you. It's all matter. It's all true. It's all friction, force and Suddenly I find All the fog has finally fallen clear The music of your mind And mine are intertwined There's nothing left to feel Just leave it all behind It's only space and time It's part of some design to see us through and i just want to send it on send it on i don't want to wait too long oh love has got us running in circles and i don't know which way to go i just want to send it on send Singing in the gardens of the moon, you are like a song willing to be sung. Let me sing in you, and I'm a pendulum in infinite motion, swinging into love like some.
2: of awness just came out. Um, Your face, of God. Oh. My fe- face of awnness. That's oh, face like of gorgeous. Honest. Oh thank you. Okay, so what's the difference between like like an alien personality, the love between aliens and like our species, perhaps? Oh,
5: shit. You're too insightful. That is a gotcha question. There is no difference. That's the whole that's the whole idea of the alien love songs. Isn't yes. that uh, <laughs> To, it to is certain, your way
2: of loving people. How did I got you it. You do
5: it. No one's supposed to figure that out. No, I mean, yeah, it's about <laughs> feeling. Uh, it's about feeling like an alien, uh, in a in a sense. I mean, I would love it for it to really be an alien, but obviously, it's just a feeling of being extraterrestrial, marginalized, if you will. Yes. Uh, and still believing. Sometimes I think the whole thing is about thinking because of you are the way you are. there, there is no avenue for true love because there's so much other shit going on. But uh, the whole thing is supposed to work out that like through all the trials and tribulations there can still be a deep connection made. I hate to tell the truth about songs. That really took a lot out of me.
2: Are you asking me out?
5: Yeah. No, that was, uh, you said you loved me earlier and now I'm I'm asking you out to outer space actually.
2: (laughs) Now that was like gorgeous. I'm sorry to just like geek out a little bit, but like your vocal control is ridiculous. I mean, okay. you're like, I know you don't like compliments, whatever. Don't worry. I still won't follow you or do anything okay. that matters. Or That's give... why
5: I really appreciate you.
2: But good God. I mean, your talent is immense. And, uh, you know, so uh, like everybody in New York knows you. You're awesome. Everybody mm. should follow Aki. Um, question for you. Um uh-huh. This is okay. So, hold on. Let me look at my notes. Oh, this was a good question. Oh, I, Steph I love, is like, uh, shut
5: wait. up. No, this is the one where I cry, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Myself. I was ready. I, I guess I had the gotcha question already. No, <laughs> yeah. I thought this was okay. So I'm not gonna lie. Like Shay Leonia helped me with some. Well, this question. Then I thought oh, it was okay. a good question. So okay. Okay. now, I'm, <laughs> so now I'm gonna ask it because okay. I think it's a great question. Okay. It's it's a question because you're black. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask you that. Wait. Um who's black? I'm not black. I'm pretty pretty,
5: there's only two of us here, so I
2: I know you're a bard boy,
5: but well, yeah, that's where I really found out that I was black.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, good God. I know we actually know each other in different ways. And Mm -hmm. one of them is my best friend went to Bard and was like, oh, Walkie, I know Walkie. And uh That was weird. Yes. And you are a Bard boy.
5: Mm -hmm. I am a Bard boy. Yeah.
2: All right. Let's see if I can read my. On a FedEx. I like that. All right. Do you feel an obligation? This isn't what she sounds like at all, but I'm doing it in this. No, I was going to say I felt
5: like she was in the room. Yeah.
2: (laughs) do you feel an obligation to shift the focus of your music now that everything is going to shit? I added that less part, which is why I changed my vocal situation. No, I actually, I, it's something that I was curious about. I certainly, this is something that I think about. Yeah. Um, and it's not, I'm not just asking you as a person who is of color, yeah. but, um, but yeah, no, seriously. Like, do you, do you, I'm, obviously we're all affected in, in, in different ways. Uh, so yeah.
5: Oh yeah. Okay. Well, the answer to that question is, yes i mean it's so i did i wrote a song a couple years ago that was like about being uh, black in america and i recorded it and then i didn't do anything with it because it was i thought it was i just felt i thought it was a bummer and and uh and then and childish gambino
2: stole it and that was he did. awkward it was
5: like this is american i was like well i'll just shell this because it's already been done and i don't have those dance moves uh but recently you know I've always felt that, like uh, part of part of being, well, let's let's just do it. Part of being black in America is that you cannot do anything and not be black. So, if you're a scientist, you're a black scientist. If you're a garbage Absolutely. collector, you're a black garbage collector. So, even as a musician, my music, I knew would be categorized as black music, and and also I, that means personally, I can't run from my experience. Being black and, and and the the what we talked about earlier with the alien is that like that, that uh, alien aspect is a reflection, like a weird through the mirror reflection of like being black and trying right. to find love and relate to a world that seems to want to excise you from right. existence. So, yes, I do feel that. And
2: um, right. And almost universal. I mean, like, like you know, for other people, like being like, surprise, I've universalized it, and uh, like this is my experience as a black person, and yeah. you feel the same way, and like, hey, look at yeah. that, we're the same. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I'm, I, and I'm like, you know what? More power to you. Uh, you know, let's get the let's get the message out there. A rising tide uh, raises all boats, or whatever. Sure. Uh, and yeah, I've been, you know, times like these make me feel strongly that I should say something but also make me feel strongly that there are people who are saying it better and I I feel like leaving the space for them. If you want to hear about, you know, what it feels like to be uh, broke and trying to park your car at four in the morning, you come to me. (laughs) Uh, uh, But uh, if you want to know about systemic racism, I can tell you a little bit and I can maybe point you in the right direction. So that's, that's kind of how
2: I do it. Well, but how do you, you know, I mean, I actually think that you're kind of touching on something a lot of us as like artists are also thinking about, which is we're artists mm-hmm. and we have a certain perspective and it might not be uh, like, I'm, I'm not actually speaking for you. Um, Please do. Meaning. Well, no meaning like not, that we might not be as, you know, informed about things and, you know, we do the best we can. So I guess my question is kind of like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to answer my question and then see what you think, which sure. is, you know, yeah. I do think that art in general, like even if uh, it's not specifically political is still a political statement. Um, and I guess my question is, do you agree with me? No, I mean, I guess my question is like, how can we use that? Like, even if you're not putting out work that's specifically political or specifically, um, you know, about the resistance and about everything that's going on. Um, do you feel like that's still making a statement? Clearly I said, I think so. And now.
5: Yes. And I disagree with you. No, I hundred (laughs) percent. Or how,
2: how do you feel like it is? Yeah.
5: I, I feel, you know, my approach is uh you know again introvert uh you know not not um very uh, you know always wanting people to come to my music if they feel like it but i never want to make feel like they have to um you know i try to i try to put my efforts towards um towards revolutionary things because a it was ingrained in me as a child but also you know if i have
2: Oh shoot! I thought it was a pregnant pause, but I think I think that you were frozen, like I think in a Madonna situation. Damn, That's... that was like a moment.
1: I know. I wasn't sure. If I it was think you my oppressed end. his
2: voice, Steph. I actually. <laughs> I, he's I, still
1: I... he's still frozen in the feed. Damn um, it! So he's been having trouble with his internet, and I know because we do a, a sort of nerdy podcast. I'm just gonna. That's true. Check with him. Um, <laughs> But anyway,
2: you should talk about, do you, uh, is it, is it, is your podcast going to be ready? So I love that you're doing this nerdy podcast. It's pretty cool.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's, oh. a, it's a podcast about Star Trek. Uh, but I think we're, we're, I think we're launching it in about three weeks. And I don't want to say too much more than that because I awesome. get really excited. And Aki's like, calm down, just, <laughs> just bring it down a bit. But um, Aki's unfortunately still seems to be uh, frozen in space and time. And has, in fact, disappeared altogether. Which I actually
2: think is quite appropriate. Like, I think that, you know, I actually think it's like the perfect way. It's like a walk-off. Like, I think it was a perfect way for for (laughs) him to end. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, um, unfortunately, we lost Aki, but he was wonderful. And if you want to follow Aki, you can follow him uh, at Aki Burmese Music, I believe. This is his handle. Uh, and I will post all of this stuff um, afterwards for you to find if you don't know him already. Now, Mishti, who is next?
2: Oh, my God. Beast head world. I don't know what this is, but I think she'll appreciate it. I hope. I hope. So, B.A. There
3: she is. Hey. A-
2: you just came from a show, which is so badass. I love that you're like, <laughs> I have a show beforehand not that you said said it like that
4: it, that's how i that's how i said it for sure yeah
2: no yeah uh, that's <laughs> this pretty bad is badass. great i love this uh, thank you so much for being part of it. So I think yeah. we've known each other for a few years now. Th- there are so many things that you do. Good God, you're famous. So we know each other from the Toshi Regan family, the big lovely family, and um, and I feel like I've seen you play in so many different circumstances. I can't even pick one. But B is an incredible singer, songwriter, looper, filmmaker activist she does everything she's played with a lot of badass people but i don't even I, I, who cares because she's cares? the badass so,
1: no. you are the badass.
2: You are now so so and and uh i do have questions i have questions but um i'm going to pause and shut up
1: well, and I'm just, ask you how
2: you are oh, i'm gonna Steph.
1: say no no i'm just gonna say thank you so much for being here i know that you've just come from another show and we're really grateful and i can't wait to hear you play oh
4: so. no it's it this is a treat um and I, I just, yeah, I. Send it on. That's like, I, <laughs> right? I didn't know what was happening. He's amazing. Aki is special. Oh my God, yeah. That song was so good. Ooh, I'm gonna be singing that.
2: I know. I was actually, it's so funny that you just sang that line because it was totally in my head. And then I was like singing some horrible harmony. Um, and I know Aki is amazing. You got to come here. Are you in, you're on the other coast, right? No, you're Um, here.
4: Right now I'm in DC.
2: Okay. Um, I'm going back to Oakland on the seventh. Okay. And have you been in DC during this whole situation? Like where have you been?
4: Yeah. Um, well, I, I came in, um, February, uh, because I had some dates and then I did some of them and then, uh, the rest of them <laughs> were canceled and, you know, my folks live here. So I, okay. I, uh, figured it would be good to be with them.
2: So were you in New York when you found out you should like, like what, what happened when you were like, Oh, shit's going down. I need to go home or what, you know?
4: Yeah. So I was, I had, my last gig was in New York. And even it was, it was March 7th. And even then, you know, New York was looking really weird and empty. And, um, I took a bus back to DC and there were, um, four people on it and yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm scared now. (laughs) Um, and I just went back to DC and, 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 uh, canceled my flight back.
2: Wow. That's great. So you've been there since? Yes. (sighs) Are you writing a lot or are you uh-huh. having your parents do laundry? Like what?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yes, I'm writing. I'm writing a lot. I did. Um, I did a song a day for a week, which was crazy. Uh, I've I've done it before and the songs aren't aren't all great. to be honest, <laughs> but, but it's good to sort of for it's, you know, for me to force myself to um, just start and finish a piece even if it's not you know exactly what I want it to be in the full production
2: and everything it's just you know um like just to get something out there like a diary
4: yeah yeah and sometimes it's I have no idea what's going to happen and sometimes three terrible songs happen before (laughs) I settle on one.
2: For me, it's like 300 terrible songs. (laughs) And I'm about like, I do like one song a year. So the fact that you're doing like that's, and how did you get into that practice? Like, is that something that you had decided to do? Or is that something somebody taught you or?
4: Um, Yeah, I started it um, in, I did it for the first time in 2009.
2: um yeah so you know because and, you have a actually the funny thing is I was going to say why do you know that date and it's like because you have a catalog yes
4: yeah, it's, <laughs> it's they're all no, some of them I've taken down but uh many of them are on okay on YouTube still so um <laughs> yeah so it I I don't no one taught me I just um when whenever I have a big chunk of time um and um I get the space to write which I don't often get anymore. Um, I try to really, really take advantage of it and make myself accountable by saying, Hey everyone, I'm going to post this every day. Um,
2: so you set those deadlines. You're just like, this has to happen. Yeah.
4: It's a bad (laughs) idea. It's really, it's (laughs) really the worst. I've written some good ones, but mostly not.
2: Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Do you, do you, I mean, okay. So like so you obviously have a producer mind as well. Right. Um, so as a songwriter and mm-hmm. a singer, they're totally, totally different things, all right. three of those. But um, when you're doing that, what mind are you using? Like, are you are are you able to sit within the songwriter mind or is your producer being like, OK, now I'm going to double this or now this there should be bass here or no, don't do that? You know, like how do you get a, You know, how do you deal with all those voices?
4: Yeah, uh, I think they're they're all there. Um, for for this for a song a day kind of project because it's like I you know I don't I play like a tiny amount of things other things but mostly vocals like I I usually um, make my um, foundation out of vocals so as soon as I start writing I'm like okay I could record this this bass line this you know vocal bass line and then sing over it and then you know it's it's yeah it's it's very much all at once
2: um so you do think about it like you do have a kind of whole view of where or at least like knowing you're going to layer it like starting from a certain place and layering layering yeah. rather yeah yeah,
4: yeah. and it, and the good thing about song of day is that you can't say well i'm going to wait and and hire a harpist um <laughs> and then you know i'll work on it like you just like whatever you got, right. whatever you can do right here, right now. This is going to sound just great it.
2: with sousaphone. Right. right, right. right. Wait till I'm that. Wait
4: for the tuba player <laughs> right. and then I'll finish the song. Like, right, no, right. it's, it's yeah, it's, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good discipline. <laughs> um, so like, you know, as the people who haven't heard you, will find out, um, you know, like you just sit in your voice so beautifully. And I think as, and the tone of your voice is really just so beautiful. Um, so my question is I I, like, well, I know I'm going to, I'm going to answer it before I ask it. I know I'm like, let me ask you a question that no, I mean, it's from my experience, which is, I feel like there is a moment when you're a kid and you didn't realize that you sounded a certain way and you find your voice. And I don't even mean it in like an emotional way. I mean it like when I was like, eight or nine, I really thought I sounded like Michael Jackson. And I did one of those karaoke things and I sang beat it with my brother. And I was like mortified. I mean, I actually like, I still think about it. Like I was like absolutely mortified. And it took me a long time to understand that my voice was different or record it or get used to it or whatever, you know, and your voice is very unique. So when you probably heard your voice, it probably didn't sound like a lot of other people. So I guess my question to you is, did you have any of that? Like, you know, how did you come to get comfortable with your own voice? Or did you have any shame about it or go?
4: <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I love that story. Um, I I think I was kind of the opposite. Um, I didn't know. I knew I loved music f- my whole life, um, but I was uh, really shy. And so nobody ever heard, you know, I didn't do karaoke. I didn't, you know, sing for anyone kind of ever. And, um, and I was kind of, I was like, I don't actually know if it's good. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I guess when I started singing, um, the biggest stigma for me or the hardest thing for me was that, you know, um, I didn't have... Um, I think there are expectations, specifically for women of color and Black women, yeah, and, uh, with singing and um, and you know, I didn't have, I don't do runs, you know, right. I, I was like, just gonna I don't say, like belt yep. like that or whatever, you know. Right. I don't have this particular kind of um right. sort of um theatrical voice, and um, and it took some time to just exist in that and own that and, and say, well, I can, I can sing quietly. I can sing, um, loudly and it can be different. Um, right. and that's okay. You know, were
2: you, but it sounds like you were, you had that confidence already, or did something make you feel like, like, cause that comes from the parent. I'm, I'm assuming like, if you were like, okay, well, I don't do that. And I have, I sing this way and I'm good. Like, did you always feel that way? Or did you have to kind of arrive there
4: (laughs) no no I I definitely didn't um I I the first time I like went out on a limb I think with singing was I I tried out for my high school jazz band for vocal and um and I just didn't I had no clue and I sang um solitude which is a like you know a jazz standard and and my teacher the teacher who ran the jazz band was like how do you even know this song? You know? And he, and he clearly was like, this is something. So I, it, unfortunately I wasn't, you know, a young feminist ga- gauging and growing my power from within, you know, it had to be, you weren't born
2: like five years ago, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Somebody <laughs> right.
4: had to be like, Oh, your voice is, is, is kind of good. And then I was like, Oh, okay. But, um, it took, uh, several years and is still, taking time yeah. to just be like, it's okay. It's good. Yeah. It's it's different and it's and it's good. Go
2: well it. what a cool, like that's like such a moment because what you just said, I think speaks actually to a lot of things. It's like you can be lucky enough to have or not lucky or whatever, to have that experience where somebody's able, like at, at a young age, to, you know, either say, Hey, um, I hear you and you're unique or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. interesting to have that reflected uh when you're younger or not reflected, and that's a luck of the draw, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, like, something that we all can't control, so either way, it's a lifelong, as you said, like, it's a lifelong struggle. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, her. one of my questions is, I know you're world famous for doing queer pop songs, so, and it's a speci- is it, like, queer love songs, queer pop songs? That's that's your thing. So, I guess my question, and it's different that, than the question that I ask, uh, asked Aki, because, like, I kind of knew the answer, but, <laughs> but, Um, what, if any, what's when you're, when you talk about writing or when you write queer love songs, Mm -hmm. queer love pop songs, what's the difference? What's the difference between that and, you know, straight love songs other than the obvious, but yeah,
4: I think Aki, uh, sort of already got to it, but, um, yeah, I can't, I can't help but be black and queer and, and a woman and, um, I, yeah I can't write a, a song that's not political in right. this in this space in this world um which I think is great I mean I I, I that's sort of why I wanted to write music you know because I didn't um, feel like my story was told in pop music in the sweet love songs that I really enjoyed right so um so yeah it's everything I do. Um, is queer hopefully (laughs) and and I and I love that yeah you know Um, but I do but I do I do intentionally try to um, make people like us like you know marginalized people feel seen and feel included in the storytelling um, you know other than just being who I am and singing it, you
2: know, which both of those things like, so, right. Just, just the act of doing it is political, but also you're, you're, th- I, I mean, I, you know, I know that you're thinking about all those things and it's just really powerful. Like I love, I love that, you know, um, I love that. It's just so you're so unapologetically queer. And I say that, like, obviously, like we're from, you know, we're in the, we're in the big lovely family, clearly, like I feel that way, but yet, you know, we all grow up in a certain way. And, um, and I just appreciate any voice that is, is just saying, no, nope, this is what it is. And, 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 and I, and what it means for other people. I can't imagine grow up, being a little kid, I mean, I remember, you know, t- when, growing up, like I remember every gay person who, you know, who may have been gay. You know, we all have the same gay yeah. icons yeah. because we were like, oh, my God, I think Zena's gay, you know, whatever. And before <laughs> Ellen came out, like she seemed gay. So, you know, we all have that. And so like to like it just means a lot. I, I can't imagine how I would have felt like, you know be, I mean, I feel this way now, but being like a teenager and being like, what queer love songs. And it sounds like this and they're talking to me and I don't have to make it up and I don't have to make up the narrative and I don't have to decide that it's a girl or whatever. you know, it's, it's really cool.
4: Yeah. It's, it's a great feeling. And even, I I think even now, um, just hearing a song and figuring out in the song that the artist is queer, even though, you know, it's more common now. It's just like, yeah.
2: Oh, yay. You know, right? this is for me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I'm still happy. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm psyched about it, you know?
2: Totally. Well, so uh, the funny thing is we're talking about love songs. You might not be doing a love song. <laughs> what, what song are you going to do? <laughs> um, I am. I am actually right, going to cool. do a love, a love song. And I, and I
4: loved your question about, um being being black and you know does it sort of change what yes, you to do Yes please answer it yes and and that's like i was i love that you asked that because i was thinking about it you know if somebody asked me to do one song in this kind of moment i would fret over it because i'm like ah I have right. this song that mentions black feminism and 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 raising right. the fist. And I have this song that's about my ancestors. And I have this song and it's and it. Um,
2: and I'm not going to do either of those, <laughs> I, you know, which is such. But actually, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I actually no. think you just like I think we need to uh, actually just clip that because yeah. that's exactly the point. You also shouldn't have to make that decision. Like, yeah, I ask it because we're all thinking it. And we, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, thank you for saying that. And it's like, no, I, I, I'm actually just going to exist in the world as who I am. I'm just going to sing about love because we
4: still, we still got those issues too, you know? And, yeah, and, um, I love, it's not to say that, that doing, you know, an explicitly political song or, you know, a song about race right now isn't amazing and, um, healing for me and whoever. Um, but, um, we should, yeah, we should have the right to like sing about whatever the fuck we want.
2: And have joy. <laughs> and have I love, joy, yeah. you know, Roya Marsh. I love her black joy. I love that whole movement. So go for yeah. it. Sorry. All yes.
4: Right. <laughs> Maybe not joyful, but it's, it's about love. <laughs> <clears throat>
6: Mm-hmm. get lost in movement as i lose myself in you colors in my cup of coffee watch the cream swirl as it do find myself get lost in movement as i lose myself in you Colors in my cup of coffee, watch the cream swirl as it do. Find myself, get lost in movement as I lose myself in you. Colors in my cup of coffee, watch the cream swirl as it do. Find myself, get lost in movement as I lose myself in you. Colors in my cup of coffee, watch the cream swirl as it do, find myself get lost in movement as I lose myself. Lighting up her clean. sky, Bells and when you descend, she the goes back the to her world it again. Find
2: Wonder
6: how she lost mind. Come the day when you don't rise, she is in my not worthy Watch the she smell as dirty. She Find myself not worthy. lost in movement as I she will Virby, she Furby's is what you, you, cup, know. Cup, you know tell yourself cup, you'll cup, never cup, go cup, how cup, long cup, will for your world, your life to change Tell yourself those lies Without her, you'll never shine Give yourself to her Never have what you deserve She's not worthy She'll as her she Find myself not worthy Burn it, not it I lost in her and that's
2: I all I'll ever something. do oh, so badass that's awesome <laughs> oh my god amazing nice. I don't know why I didn't think about this before but like are you a fan of experimental music it reminds me of like some of the well, no, because there's like a lot of really cool looping stuff. I got kind of like more into it recently. Like there's some, you know, it just reminds me of just playing with the idea of looping over your own voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something uh, that that what you do. It reminds me of it more than just like, Hey, I'm a one person band. Like you're using the, mm. art, you're using the performance. You're using that tool specifically. I might have to send you weird yeah,
4: stuff. Yeah, please send Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love for you to send me some stuff. It's going to be weird. No. <laughs> That's fine.
2: That's great. Uh, that it. was beautiful. So where, where are you, where are you performing next? Are you performing in like 20 minutes or are we, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> no, what do you got next? What's going on for you? Um,
4: oh, the next, uh, sort of bigger chunk is um i'm doing a, a a show for olivia the the um
2: oh cool vacation yes the folks yes les. um Le- i was lesbians. just making people know <laughs> the les one lesbians
4: yeah. <laughs> etc um, yes <laughs> i like that i uh that's on saturday that's awesome
2: yeah that's gonna be a, an, an hour cool what time so. is that eastern uh, i'm being mm. selfish what time oh uh, we'll find mm. it all right check it out <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really fun I that they're doing that that's so did you go on did you do one of the performances like uh in the real world <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah.
4: um yeah I, I did a, a few of their trips and awesome. um and I ugh, I was supposed to go to the DR man <laughs> I was supposed to go to the DR Come like a month ago I saw it on my calendar and I was like
2: yeah, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I know that must have been like this moment of why it me? <laughs>
4: it hurts. I was kind of on
2: the beach. Uh, no, I totally but, get yeah. it. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Any any new music coming up?
4: Um, well, I just released an album. Cool. Um,
2: oh yes, duh. I know
4: Yeah, that. yeah. Um, called succulent. Yes, that's, of course. That's out and about. Did did some fun music videos for that yeah. and. Yeah,
2: your music videos are always fun. <laughs> <laughs> everybody it's check out B. Cause... A lot of making out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but in an artistic way. Do you have everybody sign? Like you might appear nude, but it is for the love of. No, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome.
4: <laughs> it's a lot of very generous, sweet people
2: um, being. Yeah now that's awesome cool well thank you so much for doing this this is so awesome really like i appreciate it and we'll we'll soon be all together i hope so somehow (laughs) that was awesome thank you (laughs) steph where are you at i'm how fun was that how How cool is that you didn't know she was gonna do all that i know it's really cool you probably knew
1: i mean i don't know if you could have seen me off screen no i didn't know jesus that was so good it's it's yeah she's very seamless with it too i would lose my mind
2: (laughs) yeah yeah totally no
1: i'm not normally floored during a live performance but that was insanely good um but wow! and misty like how how i mean this has been a great show and thank you so much for hosting it
2: Oh, I've this been was able so much to fun. Put
1: my feet up.
2: <laughs> no, this was awesome. I mean everybody was incredible and thanks for like uh, creating the space for us so it's very very cool.
1: Of course. Um no I do want to say just a, a huge thank you to all of our artists this evening to uh, Coffee Brown, Beast Edwell and of course my my good friend Akibamis and Mishti Mishti thank you so much for hosting and all of the hard work that you put into this before you know we went live and everything. I Oh I've I'm been so drinking for hours.
2: You. Thank you. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> mm, wouldn't You're going to mute me right now. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, we have Aki back if you want to say cheerio to him.
2: Aki. You're on mute, buddy. You ha- Remember, you have to unmute yourself.
5: I was uh, very much just hanging out and enjoying myself. Uh, wow. B was stunning. Right. And uh, yeah, I was just going to, you know, just fade into the sunset. But my router didn't want me to be black. That's why it sent me away. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, that It all comes together. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Racist routers. How dare they?
5: Lovely. Routers. Lovely.
1: Trying to combine those words. No. Race. R- R- racist rooters. I say router. Router. It didn't work, did it?
2: Well, racist I liked
1: router. it. R- router. <laughs> Do you guys say? Is it a router?
2: Okay. I think. Now I don't know what I say. I think I say router. I don't think it's a router.
1: But when, yeah. you, when you are devising a plan for traveling cross-country, oh. what do you
2: call that? That's a good question. Either one. I know. It depends on America. the context. You can be like, hey,
5: route, okay. route, who cares?
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah. we, a conversate and converse came up recently. Where do you guys fall um, on that? A what? Do you conversate or do you... What was it?
5: Converse or, Alex, or conversate?
2: I just, yeah. A, yeah. a conversate, I feel,
5: chat. Chat. Is, like, is more personal.
2: Right. Are we conversating or are we conversing?
5: I mean, this is definitely conversating. I don't know why I'm here. we're um. <laughs> <I'm> ruining everything.
2: <laughs> you were going to yeah. sing us out with a song that you just made up based on everybody's intro. Like, basically, somehow you were going to sing a tribute to Coffee and B and me and maybe Steph. Yeah, oh, why not? Yeah. I'm up for it.
1: Somehow. Huh? Put, you on, Wait. put you on the spot. The, you can put you on the spot
5: that's what it means to be a person of color singing the songs that mean something to us <sighs>
2: wait where's my shaker thank oh thank you
1: <laughs>
5: i can do this all night
1: all right
2: thank you thank this you
1: fantastic thank you Aki, <laughs> and Mishti, you know this was so much fun i might have to ask you to do this again sometime
2: oh god I hope you, I hope that people stay with us. <laughs> we'll see. Well, no, this was really fun. It was awesome. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. And uh, to everyone watching at home, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've uh, found some awesome new artists to, to go out and follow. So please do next week on the show. Uh, who do I have? Oh, next week is book club. I'm so excited. Next week is uh, book club. We are discussing Glennon Doyle's untamed, uh, in the context of, you know, being a female in music, in, in the music industry. And we do have a token male, of course, um, to, to diversify uh, the group. So please tune in for that. And if you haven't read the book, um, I can give you some crib notes just so you can join <laughs> in the conversation. So uh, we will see you then.
0: The New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about...